0: So before the podcast begins, I'd like to take a moment to apologize for my audio in this video. Apparently, I'm an idiot who doesn't understand how sound works, so I ended up recording my microphone twice on top of itself. This won't happen again in the future, but if you are here, thank you for checking out the video. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to what we are initially calling the LiveWire Gaming Podcast, subject to change. Um... It's going to be a one-stop shop for gaming news, opinions on gaming, and just us talking a lot of crap. Um, We may not release this, we may release it, so if we do release it, welcome. Um, Today we're going to cover who we are, why we decided to start doing this, and then we're going to talk about our top five favourite games of all time. I'll take five, and Stephen will take five as well. We might do a bit of gaming news. And then we also may talk about a bit of next gen, new consoles and where it could all be leaving. So, my name's Kev. Um, I've played games my whole life. Um, More hardcore since Destiny launched a few years ago and ended up meeting Steven through Destiny. And here we are now. And We decided to do a podcast to try and help with the lockdown, quarantine, boredom. So I'll pass it over to Stephen and he can introduce himself. Well, I'm Dr. Stephen Cullin. Dr. Stephen.
1: Gotta get that PhD there. Um, yeah, I've been gaming my whole life as well. Um, my first memory of gaming was getting the original Game Boy when I got my tonsils removed. Um, and I've been gaming ever since. Uh, I'm not hardcore. I play You're like a Very average. Gamer.
0: Very average.
1: Some would say a doctor average. Um. But I am, yeah. I've been playing a lot more since Destiny came out as well. Like as Kev said, that's kind of how we met. And um, yeah, wide interest in games, and happy to do something here that's preventing lockdown boredom, giving them something to do every week, and good, good, good way to catch up with some good friends and have some good discussions. So every
0: week is very optimistic. Hopefully, I mean, (laughs)
1: we're optimistic
0: optimistically pessimistic yeah and um, pessimistically optimistic whichever anyway we are also due to be joined by a third person dylan who couldn't make it tonight because he has plans as he said but we'll let him for now Apex. gotta get that master rank <laughs> anyway like we started off what have you been up to the last week or so or a couple of weeks what have you been playing or are you watching anything or what steven
1: yeah, so actually, the last couple of days I um, tuned into Wandavision, so watched the first three episodes of that. And, no spoilers. Uh,
0: haven't started yet.
1: No, please. Both. No spoilers. Um, really enjoying it. Um, definitely a different direction, but it is very good. The the characters are very much Wandavision, and, and the the setting is fantastic. Um, the big thing that I've been doing really is trying to increase my fitness. So I've been going for walks every day and using that as an excuse to listen to audiobooks, which I have missed doing because I used to drive to work every day for over two hours. Mm. Um, so I'm listening to the Mistborn uh, trilogy. I'm actually on the second trilogy by Brandon Sanderson and they are amazing. I absolutely love those books. Um, just full of magic, high fantasy. Um, shenanigans, they're just it's a brilliant story from start to finish. Um, and gaming-wise, then, I have been actually gone back to Monster Hunter Iceborne um, on ps This is where
0: I leave the room and <laughs> not come um, back.
1: Yeah, and I um, don't know why I just kind of fell back into it. I was playing Ghost of Tsushima, um, which, again, is amazing but i have this thing with open world games i get fatigued very quickly um i'm trying to make my way down the map to do a particular Mm -hmm. mission and then everything gets in the way and i just have to take a break um but i'm i'm loving it but i'm just taking a break for now and uh i finished demon souls i platinumed
0: it so that was my month of january did you download a save file off the internet or did you actually do it yourself (laughs) No, nope, did it
1: myself. Um, I will admit that I save scummed. I absolutely save scummed hard. But, to be fair, I fucked up. So, my save scumming was for nothing because not only did I not save scum in the, the right direction, but I save scummed at the wrong points, which meant that I still had to go back and do several things. So, it took me three playthroughs when I should have only taken one and a half. So That's unlucky. That, that was everything for me. What about you, Kev? What have you been up to?
0: Well, as you well know, because I've been complaining about it non-stop, I'm hunting Shinies in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, while watching Louise actually play through her played first play through of Cyberpunk. Um, it's, it's kind of funny when your girlfriend, who plays games quite casually, has more hours put into Cyberpunk than all of your friends who have been looking forward to it for seven years. But uh, yeah, she's having a great time, and I'm having a not-so-great time beside her, because I'm at 4,900 resets. With odds of, For anyone who's not aware of Pokemon Shiny hunting odds, with a Shiny Charm, you've got a 1,365 chance. And I'm at 4,900 on one, so... That's Are you still chasing on. Lunella? Um, I walked away from that for a while, and I'll go back to it. I'm going to I want to get the three reggies as shiny and then get the two new reggies as shiny also. So that's I've been at that for about 8 or 9 days now, which is a bit rough. That's um awesome. obviously we did our weekly destiny raids. per Tom still hasn't got the raid rocket launcher after 33 rewarded completions, so that's a soft spot. Um but other than that, it's just been shiny hunting and Pokemon, uh, Sword and Shield. I actually start watching because of Cyberpunk, which I played a lot of, and when you do eventually play it, we'll hopefully do an episode on that. But because of that, I've been looking for other Cyberpunk-like entertainment, and stumbled upon Brave New World that was on Sky 1 um, last year. It's kind of set in that dystopian future. It's set in new london where i won't get into it too much because you could do an episode totally on that itself but it's where they everything's at peace because nobody really has any belongings everybody belongs to everybody and it's really just a big orgy but um that's quite interesting um however it was cancelled after the first season so um kind of watching it in vain but it, it's enjoyable it's enjoyable i'm going to buy a couple of cyberpunk books the um, Neuromancer is probably the first one on that list so I'll get on top of that Um, but other than that nothing else looking forward to Foo Fighters new album it's out next week or the week after I think yep so, no way forward. I didn't know that, now. that. yeah it's out on the second tab, I think oh that'd but, be nice yeah looking forward to that And um, they've released a couple of tracks off it and it's a bit different but Two fires. Really, I've completely
1: can't. missed all this. Jesus.
0: Yeah, it was only announced they like they recorded it last year, and then they're like, "Oh, we're not releasing it until we can tour with it." And then they're like, "Fuck it, we'll release it anyway." Um, and now the episode needs a bad language warning. Whoops. Anyway,
1: <laughs> only if we actually release it. So <laughs> only if
0: we actually release the fucking thing. Well, definitely
1: needed needed a language warning. So, so,
0: yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, but actually, to touch back on, I do need to play Demon Souls also uh, on the long finger, and I also need to play Ghost of Tsushima and stop making excuses for why I haven't played any of them yet.
1: But, yeah. Well, you have a very good excuse in that Louise is addicted to Cyberpunk.
0: Yeah, she's kind of commandeered the PlayStation since Cyberpunk came out. Mm-hmm. And if she's I remember getting...
1: correctly, your family did the same thing when you got it first, with Crash and other games, so
0: yeah you yeah haven't really touched it. i am i've played less of my p s five than louise has played of my p s five i've played less now, of my p s five than probably her brother has played as well so yeah anyway
1: i think actually talking about that <laughs> talking about the p s five it's probably a good time to just touch on yes yeah? general um because if they haven't gathered from our conversation already. You and I have both been fortunate enough to get PlayStation 5s, but we've had two different and, experiences. And, which... and NVIDIA
0: GeForce 380s.
1: I wasn't going to bring that in there. <laughs> we want people to listen if it goes live. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but we actually both had very different experiences with it. Um, do you want to say what your experience was with the PS5 and how you got them?
0: Um, I don't really want to throw GameStop under the bus, but look, I pre-ordered mine. I pre-ordered mine in May or June of last year. Whenever the first lockdown lifted and GameStop opened, I was there day one and threw down some money for a PS Five. I ended up getting one day one, um, and then everyone else got to play it. All I've actually completed on the PS Five so far is Spider Man Miles Morales, which was very good. Uh, But we could save that chat for another time as well. I
1: need to get that, actually. Um,
0: Um, Yeah. I'm pretty sure it wasn't that... uh, I think it's a digital code for that, so you're more than welcome to take a land of my account. Because I'm not going to be using it.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, might take you up on that offer, actually. Hmm? But, um, yeah, so I did the opposite to you. (laughs) I... I was hard headed and said I'm not pre-ordering the console because God knows which one will be best and what's going on and no information had been really released until about September Um, and by then the official um, pre-order period had come and gone so when I went into GameStop in October I said can I pre-order PS5 he just looked and he said are you an idiot or what it's like they're gone you're not getting one I said oh okay fair enough so um So I put my money aside and got a uh, Orcsdx 3080 instead. And then when the PS5 actually launched... We both did, but we both got them at different times. And um, yeah, so then I played the F5 game for about two and a half weeks. And I successfully got the digital one on Amazon. And then 12 hours later, Smiths in Ireland put up the disc one and even though the webpage cancelled on me, the transaction still went through, and I got a discount. Oh,
0: I didn't, I didn't know that happened. Oh, that's, yeah, that's it, it
1: cancelled on me, and I was like, oh, that's grand, I'll, that's I'll leave, like, I, I, I have one. um, And then they text me, five minutes later, being like, that payment cleared, your console will be in the post, like, uh-oh, now I have two of them. Now I have two. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what's your experience so far with the PS5?
0: So what's actually kind of funny thinking about that, talking about that, is that, your PS5 experience was basically my graphics card experience, and yes. your graphics card experience was my PS5 experience. So we did yeah. try places on that. I we had a did. Ni- I had a nightmare trying to get one of those goddamn cards, but not as bad as some people we know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: especially now with the prices going up and mm. the talk of changing to the, the
0: silicon as well. So fun, fun times. But yeah, my next-gen experience has been yeah, I enjoyed what I played next-gen. Really, though, when you're on PC, next-gen happened seven years ago. So, my real next-gen experience has been with Cyberpunk and the ray-tracing beauty that that is, and we'd be here on that if I start talking about Cyberpunk, so I will try to avoid that as much as possible, but the only real game I played on my PS5 was Miles Morales, which is beautiful. Plays well. Loads fast, very fast. Um, mm. And... Yeah, that's it. I need to put go to Tsushima in, which also got a next-gen upgrade and also Demon's Souls. But the controller's too pretty to be playing Demon's Souls, to be fair.
1: What's your my next-gen controller...
0: experience been?
1: Yeah, so I actually... I... When I got it... First, I was underwhelmed, and I think if anyone who has a PC or is a PC gamer gets a PlayStation, they will be underwhelmed when they first see it because nothing the UI is the same, essentially. And the big upgrade is... I prefer the old UI. I prefer the old UI, too. Uh, I prefer when I press the PlayStation button and I went to the home screen, Mm -hmm. not
0: a document at the bottom. Uh, uh, it will be, do you know what it, there's a really simple fix to that just give us an option do yeah, you want to bring up the dock or do you want to go to the home screen
1: yeah that's that's all but I'll build the muscle memory before they do that Yeah. I'll oh yeah. It in, it
0: again. yeah or you know uh, press to bring up one hole to bring up the other like it, it could have been it could be very easily changed
1: yeah so I think anyone who has a pc will find playing the games <laughs> somewhat underwhelming mm. um because it's what you're probably used to if you've a medium-tier PC. Um, however,
0: <laughs>
1: however, if if you have gone from PS4 or mm, Xbox oh, or One, definitely. it is the biggest generational jump you will experience. Yeah, yeah, I think
0: that's something that Louise has actually really felt. She was playing Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> it's about time on PS4. And, like, she played a couple of other things on PS4, but when she put on Cyberpunk for the first time, she literally said, what are people complaining about? This looks amazing! Yes. So, and, and every so often, like, I'd be just sitting there playing away, getting frustrated, self-resetting, and she go, Kev, look at that! Kev, look at that! Because, now, it's... And that's the only the PS4 version of that game as yeah. well. Just running. It, but it's running as it's supposed to run, as opposed to... Um, the steam engine that could in the corner, of the PS4 chugging along, the PS5 but, can actually support what Cyberpunk's trying to do.
1: So this is a question I have: um, the PS4 version of mm-hmm. Cyberpunk on PS5, that's running in back back compatibility mode, isn't it? No, it no. is
0: running the PS4 version.
1: Yeah, which is back compatibility mode. Yes. It is means, not the
0: PS5 version of the game. No.
1: So that means then it's actually running at 10 teraflops, which is the PS4 Pro um, GPU, which means it's not even accessing the PS5's full uh, capabilities, mm-hmm. which means obviously it will get better with a PS5 update, mm-hmm. but it's still running at essentially, what, 70, 60 to 70% of what 70 the PS5's... Percent. Is, yeah.
0: Like, that, there's, there's no ray tracing on it. Well... No. There's no actual ray tracing. The reflections are quite nice because the PS5s yeah. sitting there like, ah, this is nice and easy. I can, I can run you as hard as I want because you're nothing to me. Um, and yeah. so it's when that. So I keep telling her as well. I'm like, just wait till the PS5 version comes out. It's gonna blow your mind. But then yeah. I just sh- then I just show her some PC screenshots and she hates me all over again. Good yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I think that- there's, there's not a whole lot else. Next no. gen out at the moment, like we can really only speak from a PS5 player point of view, or because we don't have Xboxes, our Xbox is, a, an RT, is an RTX running machine. So, um, but I think the medium is the medium on PS5 as well, or is that an Xbox only? I can't remember. Oh, that's a
1: good question. I,
0: I think I'm getting I think like a good, I, is... I don't know anyway, but in terms of next gen Xbox games, there's nothing. Whereas so on PS5 we've got Demon Souls, which looks stunning, especially because From Software games usually don't go for that graphical fidelity yeah. until Bloodborne and Sekiro kind of did. But the Dark Souls games are kind of they don't really go for that. Wow, look at me! They're kind of dark and dreary. It's a nice change. Yeah. And then obviously, Maz looks stunning in in either performance mode or quality mode. Um, yeah. jam, but. The other PS5 games that are due out, Ratchet & Clank, hasn't got a release date yet. That should have got a release date by now if it's due out in the PS5 launch window. But...
1: Yeah. yeah. You, like, I think COVID has really mm. messed up with a lot of game development cycles and we're only going to start seeing some of that 100%. this year and next yeah.
0: year. 100%. Because if you th- really think about it, anything that came out up till now including hitman and medium that came out today or whenever it comes this week um, they would have been in at the end of their development cycle whereas anything that was a bit further back it's they're all getting pushed back anything that needs a lot of work done is getting pushed back six months to a year easily it's going to be a long year for games announcements and developments which is nice that we actually got a couple of nice new announcements this week, to be fair.
1: Yeah. So it's um it will be a quiet year I'd say, but hopefully with the blockbusters dropping in. You know, we've him and tree apparently is getting great reviews.
0: Yeah, I wanna play it, but I also want to still have to play the first two from this trilogy, so Yeah. Add them to the catalogue, put them top of that catalogue. It's long enough.
1: Um but look since we have I think we've talked about uh, next gen let's go back maybe old school further who knows maybe it's all new gen
0: let's look at our top fives top fives okay so you won the coin toss that i just made up so we we'll let you go first and um, before we start just we gave ourselves a couple of little rules to follow when doing our favorite games obviously if steven picks one i'll pick something else and vice versa and we've also tried to not take from the same game franchise. Franchise. So, for example, we're not going to include Batman Arkham, Asylum Arkham Knight, and Arkham City. And that takes up three of our five. So, we, so if Stephen says something from one game franchise, I'll try to skip over it and just leave it an honourable mention. So, Stephen, what's your first choice on your favorite five games of all time and we will end up on 10 by the way we'll make a top 10 so it's five each not five total so
1: i know what i want to say because i want to block you from saying it but i won't what i will actually say instead is a game that i have very strangely very fond memories of Book, to this day it's just Larry's
0: Pleasure Suite isn't it
1: exactly yeah it's, it's Larry's <laughs> Pleasure <to be> Suite <laughs> no. it's actually Silent Hill 2 ooh and Silent Hill 2 came out in 2002 2001 so I was 11 12 at the time playing it. Is
0: Silent Hill a PS1 or PS2 game
1: Silent Hill 2 was PS2 uh, and okay, Silent Hill sorry. 1 was
0: PS1 for some reason was... I thought it was PS1 but yeah the first one was in
1: 1999 I think Ah, Um, I didn't play that one. I played Silent Hill 2 and I've no idea how but 11-year-old Stephen had balls of steel because 30-year-old Stephen won't touch that game.
0: Is that where all your hair went?
1: Hey. (laughs) (laughs) This is supposed to be a nice, easy,
0: relaxing podcast. I'm sorry, I thought when you said you were trying to block me in my top five, I thought we were playing a game of chess. Sorry, my bad. So
1: Silent Hill 2 for me has really fond memories of a game that I was too young to comprehend. But I was fascinated with the the monster design, the, the story that was going on that I'd genuinely no idea why things were happening or um like the sense of what was actually going on with this pyramid-shaped monster who was going around Supposedly to kill me, but was also actually antagonizing the other monsters. And none of it made sense. I went through the game, got to the end, did the thing at the end, and got the worst ending, which, if anyone knows, is called the water ending or in water ending. Um, I was like, this is really depressing. Why did I play this game? And it tweaked with me when I went to play it again because I'd read there were other um endings what kept me in the game, and it was the music. Akira Yamamoto, I'm butchering the name, he's one of my top favourite artists of all time. The intro to Silent Hill 2, I think it's called The Team of Laura, is one of my favourite songs ever, and the whole original soundtrack just brings back all these memories of childhood youth, but... (laughs) Childhood youth
0: playing Silent Hill. (laughs) Yeah,
1: But then what happened later on was they had the hd releases in like 2008 Mm, mm. or something i played them again and i understood what was going on and i was like wow like there's so much hidden meaning it wasn't really hidden it was really obvious but to me it made no sense um but it was just it was just completely like a whole new world as like video games are more than just go around killing things they tell these stories and they can make you feel things with music. So that was my first real experience and I went, wow, this, is, this isn't this is just Super Mario where I run and jump <laughs> for coins or whatever. Like, this is a proper experience. So that's my first one.
0: I think... I think I may have played a bit of... I don't play horror games, really. I'm a complete wuss. I'll be the first to say that. Like, the, as far as I could go, as The Last of Us, with, which isn't really a horror, but... <laughs> But I I seem to remember having Silent Hill 2 on a demo disc that I got with the old PlayStation magazine. Yes. And I did play it and shat myself fairly quickly and never played it again because I would have been, what, nine or ten? But I, I do have a recollection of having played some of Silent Hill. It was either Silent Hill 2 or one of the Resi Evils. But it came—it came with the old demo disc of the PlayStation magazine, uh, and right now I know up. why the magazine had a 15th rating. But oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here was me nine years old in '01. That's where Back of right, hills <laughs> that's where these greys came in. But yes, I—I've never played a Silent Hill game, and I don't plan on it. Even That's if Kojima-san releases one eventually. Oh, yeah. Oh, PT.
1: Right. Don't, no, don't start in PT. Go on, give me your next
0: one. <laughs> I want to change. I want to change what <laughs> I said. Right, so I don't know if this was the one that you were going to teeve on me, but it's probably my favorite game of all time, and it's The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. I And I just took that off your list. Yeah, but I played Oblivion. Up until I played Oblivion, I hadn't played any real RPGs ever. I would have been fourteen, I think. I would have been. It was junior cert year, which explains why I did so fucking bad in my junior year. But because remember the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty came out. And then like a year later the PS3 came out. It was like there was a big gap between the two consoles coming out. So Oblivion was delayed on PS3. I got it for PS3. It was at a difficult time in my life where family stuff was going on. So it was a lovely distraction. But up until that point I hadn't really played a game like that. I played sports games with my brother. I played GTA uh, as a kid. I played... I played some stuff, but Oblivion. I turned it on, made my character, and just fell in love with this game. It was the first game I pumped several hundred hours into it. And I think my completion ended up at, like, 96 point something percent. So, I really sunk time into that. But, uh, yeah, it was just the story, the character building the the Thieves guild was fantastic the missions there and then the dark brotherhood missions was yes. great yes. i remember i came across the quest where you can become a vampire and i was like oh my god i get to be a vampire and it was great and then i realized that it was completely fucking myself over i meant i got these great stats but i couldn't go out through the day anymore which kind of yeah. sucked but yeah who knew <laughs> who knew um and then obviously skyrim came out 20 times a few years later but it just, it didn't grip me the same way oblivion did oblivion i just loved oblivion um i also learned how bad over leveling can be because i remember in oblivion you could just it would that you could stand in a house stand in a house and just throw fireballs at a wall all day and it would level your stat up yeah and you could heal your you could just heal yourself over and over again and it would raise your healing stat which in turn raised your overall character level so here i was that could heal myself and i could throw fireballs but i got one shot by fucking everything (laughs) so yeah that was frustrating
1: i yeah elder oblivion is the the king of the Elder Scrolls uh, It, it love- does depend
0: on who you speak to, though. If you speak to anybody that's a couple of years older than us, they'll say Morrowind.
1: Morrowind is... But fast. Morrowind
0: aged bad. I mean,
1: so did Oblivion, but Morrowind is... Oblivion
0: awful. didn't age as bad as you think. I played it the other day, and I was, like, expecting it to be horrendous. And I was like, okay, the character models are a bit weird, the faces are... um. Horrendous, but the actual game still looks nice. And
1: yeah, and the gameplay is great and that's the, the, is the big draw of that. Yeah. I think. Um but for me, like Oblivion as amazing as Oblivion was, the, the thing in Oblivion that got me was um Goras. That no Shimmering Miles. Shivering was
0: Miles was one of the best DLCs ever. That that in was, any game.
1: That that for me was the best part yeah. of Oblivion.
0: Yeah. Just he was Shivering.
1: such a well-fleshed-out character who was absolutely batshit insane and you knew he was going to do something wrong
0: mm-hmm. and you
1: still did everything anyway. <laughs> just he reminds me,
0: head. the character Shia Gorat, reminds me of Foxy. You know Foxy that we play with sometimes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he reminds me, he's got that same kind of voice, it's, but sorry Foxy.
1: But, yeah. You might not hear this anyway because that's funny. Nah,
0: he may not hear it anyway so it doesn't <laughs> matter. He's used to being bullied. But yeah, uh, Oblivion would be. It changes from day to day, but it's probably the most the fondest memories I have of a game I've ever played. It was just yeah yeah
1: was uh, it. Came First out cuts my, the my
0: deepest. <laughs> oh it, it it came out the perfect time for me. Like ironically, the PS3 also came out the perfect time for me because it was when my parents were going through their whole separation. So I was like, oh, my parents are separated. But I got a PS3, <laughs> and now I have <laughs> Oblivion. Um, yeah. So I, I just like, we just moved out to where my mom was going to be living, and then I had did my junior cert. The junior cert ended, and I bought Oblivion. So I knew nobody where I was living, but I knew a couple, but not that well. But so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just going to sink all my time into Oblivion." And it was, it was. Fond memories. I've tried to go back several times and it's never the same. Hopefully Shadow Oblivion. Shadow, Sky hopefully yes. Skyblivian comes oh. out sometime this decade and we get to experience that story again because just hearing that soundtrack last week from the gameplay quest video they did just hearing that soundtrack made me a little yeah. bit emotion.
1: No, I, that's Yeah, if that comes out game of the decade hopefully
0: (laughs) mod of the decade (laughs) yeah I will give you a laugh though I was looking on Nexus at mods of Oblivion and there was a a texture mod on Nexus so the game file for Oblivion is five and a half gigabytes the texture Mm. mod I was looking at was bigger It was bigger than the actual game file, which is... Also, a five and a half gigabyte game file is insanity to think about at this stage. That's, like, PS2 level
1: stuff. Like, that's crazy um, CD disc. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Five and a half gigabytes. Like, that's... You could fit, like, 40 Oblivions inside Call of Duty at this stage.
1: I would take 40 Oblivions over... Oh, yeah. I'd
0: take one Oblivion over Call of Duty at any (laughs) stage.
1: Um... Yeah, actually, so I'm just looking at my list and I'm trying to think what I want to pick next, and um, this one's going to be slightly controversial, and I, I don't know if it's my favourite, but it's it's definitely one I always keep going back to, so um, I'm going to pull from my Final Fantasy repertoire now, oh, and I'm going to say yeah, I'm blocking you now with this one. I'm going to say that my favorite, all things considered, is Final Fantasy X. Final
0: Fantasy X? Oh. That was not one I thought you'd go to now.
1: So seven is definitely my you know, that's 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 my um my my home. Like it's where I live. I live in Final Fantasy Seven. I love that one. But ten for me was like I remember like you were saying, I got a demo disc for Final Fantasy X. Probably. You know what? I probably have it as well then. <laughs> yeah. And I remember just playing that constantly, just going through I just completed Final Fantasy IX and I was just playing the demo disc over and over again. I was like, look at these graphics, look at the voice acting. Like it just it changed what Final Fantasy was. There was this fully well, okay, fully voice acted game where you got a sense of who the characters were, um, and the situation they were in and the the spear grid system was just amazing. I loved the ability to just go around the grid and match up with other characters and what they had. And um butt picks on I do that. Get the butt picks on webcam. <laughs> Sorry, Gwen. <well. laughs> <laughs> and um the music again, I think I have this thing with music and games. If if the music oh yeah touches you a certain way, you'll always remember that game. And for me, 10, to Zanarkand, will always, nearly constantly bring a tear to my eye. I remember going to the orchestra in London in 2016, and they opened with 2 Zanarkand and Deirdre, my wife, who has no idea about games, or I dragged her over because I was like, I'm not going on my own, like, come with me to do this. You have Um, someone now. I know, it's great. (laughs) But I brought her, we sat down and like came on and I, I started like tearing up and she looked at me and went the fuck is wrong with you? Like <laughs> There are these animated characters like Ewan is doing her sending and Titus is, they showed a bit where something happens at the end and I was just sitting there and getting all emotional and she's like, seriously, cop on, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and then she fell asleep
0: halfway through it. <laughs> so, so she's not been brought to like... another orchestra. It is a no. pity though that we um we can't get to the one in London this year with everything going on. Yeah, but I, I am would've... looking forward to the, the one on the, the stream from Tokyo now. We'll oh, touch... We will, talk we, about we will get ahead. back to that. But as you're that talking that. about it, here's a relic from a golden yes. age. Yes.
1: I have one true nine all on PS1.
0: Nice. And I still have them somewhere in the bed behind me here. I think the craziest bit about this for me is it's a PS1 game with three discs. <laughs> Yeah, but um, yeah, that's just kept just for memories. Do you know what? I actually remember somebody um when I was a kid, I would have been seven or eight. I wouldn't have really known a lot about gaming, but a new kid moved into the estate that I lived in, and he was a massive gamer. Like he was fucking like he was a humongous gamer. Like, we all thought we loved games. This guy came out with a fucking box about that big full of games. And he also had, it was all the Final Fantasies on PS1. And we all went, yeah, Final Fantasy, what is that nonsense? That's not FIFA. And uh, what's your next game, Kev, you're going to say? Would it be uh, a Final Fantasy
1: fight?
0: (laughs) Well, no, I haven't. Do you know what? I didn't think you were going to say 10 like when you start no. with final fantasy i was like he's going to say 7 and when you didn't say 7 i'm like ah it might be the remake or 8 or 6 cuz they're the four, they're the three that people would usually go for is 6 7 or 8 or obviously final fantasy 14 the mmo whereas yeah. everyone's real favorite is final fantasy 13 cuz everyone loves the corridor simulator. i i really really like 13 i don't get it you paid just for like it, it. cuz the lead character's female
1: Maybe yeah, that's a good yeah,
0: point. Yeah. yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I would. I, hopefully, they rearrange the orchestra for next year, and hopefully, all this nonsense is blown over a little bit, and we can get to it because that would be awesome. Yep. I will, uh, be tier, I will cheer up with oh, you.
1: Oh, don't, don't do that. It'd be too easy.
0: Right. So, my next game. It's. Get, I won't say the Final Fantasy Seven remake. That's gonna be an honorable mention because it was such a fantastically well done job and we could we um uh, the two of us could probably sit here and talk about it for an hour or two hours by itself. So I yep. won't ring that one in. But it is a fantastic game. I'll go with Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Oh, I knew you were gonna pick a Metal Gear. Yeah. I did not think tree. I go with I guess, I'll go, My favorite one is Snake Eater because, well, yeah, the first one I played was um, MGS2 Guns of the Patriots. Uh, funny story about how I was introduced to that game. Um, and I loved Guns of the Patriots, but I was a little bit young to, un- like you with Silent Hill, I was a little bit young to understand completely what was going on. starting to understand I- what's going on now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fair point but <laughs> I, was, I, I don't know what I would have been 9 or 10 probably when I first played Guns of the Patriots but you, you mean uh, two, yeah? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 yeah yeah Melgar Gear too. 2 yeah
1: because Guns of the Patriots is number 4 sorry
0: sorry that's true Guns of the Patriots is number was... 4 sorry I've had it wrong completely to hold on restart the podcast find it all the way back <laughs> Sons of Liberty Metal Gear Solid 2 I'm Sons of Liberty sorry I was a bit young to understand what was going on in that. <laughs> but me and my friend were it would have, it had just come out. One of my mates was obsessed with it, but couldn't afford to play because we were kids, so his parents couldn't afford to buy it for him at the time. But we knew someone that had got it. So we went into their house. They were there was nothing weird about that. They were a couple of years older than us. And we just sat there watching him play Metal Gear Solid 2 all day. Um, My older cousin had been playing it as well, which is why I also became obsessed with it. But we were sitting in the house all day watching this guy play Metal Gear Solid 2. I hadn't told my parents where I was. I was maybe 10 or 11, I think. I don't know when Metal Gear Solid 2 came out. Um, So I would have been quite young. So... To... Not to my knowledge. My mom and dad were out searching for me for hours. It came out in 2001. So I would have been 10. So my mom was panicking trying to find me. Next I just stroll back and knock on their front door of the house. And I got a hiding from them. Not literally. But I was in quite a bit of trouble over that. But I'd love watching that a too. So eventually... <laughs> They ended up. I ended up getting it for my birthday or for Christmas or something, and uh, that was great. But we've completely sidetracked. Mega saw a tree snake eater after loving two and going back and playing the first one. I was so hyped when Snake Eater was coming out, and it did not disappoint. It was phenomenal. My favorite memory of the whole game was the the end boss fight, the old yeah. the old sniper. So the guy where he will hide and you have to try find him. And if he sees you, he moves. And whatever, he kills you, whatever. The one where you can turn your game off for a week, turn it back on, and he's dead. I was looking for him everywhere. I couldn't find him. And I was looking around for a while. And then I looked down. And he was just lying in the grass at my feet. And I was just, bang, sniping the head dead but yeah that, uh, that was a great game i if i could remaster any game from my childhood it'd be that i would remaster oh. mega solid 3 oh, okay. play through that um in full hd with like new graphics new everything that oh i'd love it but that's never gonna happen because uh konami bad and kojima good God, whichever, depending on who you talk to. Yeah. but I
1: just, as you're saying about Snake Eater, like, I agree. I played 2 and I loved 2. I know mm-hmm. it gets a lot of hate for riding. It gets a lot of hate
0: for riding, but I loved it.
1: 2, I... Maybe it's because I didn't play one first. to be fair, so I didn't yeah, have... Yeah, neither, neither did I. Didn't have that affinity with Snake. It was cool, but I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But 3, um, yeah, 3 just knocked it up. And... I'll always, like, that scene going up the ladder with the music for Snake Eater just kicking in as you're going up.
0: You know um, what? You didn't steal my game, but you stole my point. I was gonna touch on that... Sn- that The soundtrack, what you were saying about Final Fantasy X and Silent Hill, the soundtrack. The soundtrack for Snake Eater was... I still listen to it every so often, to put Snake Eater on. Louise, if you're looking at me, like, what the fuck song is this? Like, it's...
1: Augusta, stop talking!
0: Yeah. <laughs> And then that boss fight with, well, the boss. Yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even actually later on go down the river uh, when you're fighting um, the Sorrow, is it?
0: Uh, do you know what? I, I honestly can't remember. I won't even try to pretend that I can remember the whole game.
1: Yeah. But there's a part was... where you go down a river and you're <clears throat> fighting whoever the one is who's dead basically, and, um, oh yeah, I, yeah, 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 I remember. And if you kill enemies along the way, their ghosts appear in the, mm. the river, and try to stop you. It it's and... just,
0: to think that a PS2 could achieve that. Yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Obviously, obviously, if you look back now, you're like, yeah, those graphics, what are they? They look like Cyberpunk on the base PS4. But, yeah, oh, it was phenomenal. It was a phenomenal game. Yeah. And obviously, Guns of the Patriots was also awesome, and I look forward to that, and, I, we went to Wexford or Sligo. Sligo for like a weekend away and it was torrential rain all weekend. But Metal Gear Solid 4 had come out that Friday and we stopped by game on the way to Sligo and I just played Metal Gear Solid all weekend. I didn't sleep. It was amazing. I cleared it in like one sitting. Pretty much I cleared the whole game and I honestly, I can't recall any of that game. Because it was, it was just a twenty six hour sitting. Complete. I can't remember. It was also great.
1: Let's Do a replay, though. So. Yeah, um,
0: come on, Kojima. Or PlayStation, buy Koji- buy Konami and let Kojima have all the stuff back. Make Konami great again. Just give them a pachinko machine. They'll be happy. Oh Jesus. <laughs> um. So that's yes. two each. Yeah.
1: That's. Four. That's two. So my next one, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to put this one in. It's, I don't think it's one of my top five, but it's definitely one that I really enjoyed. It's not the game, (sighs)
0: Stephen. Huh? That's not the game.
1: (laughs) Well, it's definitely my favorite of this franchise and it's Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Okay. Did you ever play Web of Shadows? I did not. Web of Shadows is the greatest Spider-Man game ever. Now you're saying it, you're new- saying
0: it's better than the two new ones. Yes. Are you saying it's better than the movie adaption PS2 games? They were also great.
1: I actually didn't play them, to be fair, so I will reverb until I play those. I'll give you an um, end. So what was amazing about this one was you played as uh, Peter Parker when he gets the symbiote. So you could switch between red suit oh, and black suit. Oh, yes. Spider-Man on the fly. So you could be in the middle of a combo, switch with your or thumbstick into black suit Spider-Man and start hammering out a new like tendril combo or something. And they brought in characters from um, X-Men and from from the extended universe in general. And it worked really well with the story they had. And I just... It was the first one where you could like kind of fly in the open city. You could run on the ground properly without having some sort of stupid death mechanic. Um, and it was just, it, it was the first time that I played a superhero game and actually felt like the superhero. So for me, that that's up there for that reason alone.
0: I mean, that's what uh, generally, if that's what you, if you speak to someone nowadays, that's what defines a good superhero game. You feel like the Batman. You feel like Spider-Man. It's like, no, I feel like a fat mess sitting on my sofa. Triangle <laughs> <laughs> triangles. And the, dodge, 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 yeah. I also, just for the record, I don't hold a PS5 controller like this. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I never played Web of Shadows, so I I don't even know what it's about. Um, honestly, I it's the first I heard of the game, to be honest with you. I would. I'm a rookie to... amateur gamer.
1: <laughs> yeah, so that that's my turret pick.
0: But yeah, just to touch back on the um so generally games to movies don't go very well, but also movies to games also don't ever go very well. But the Spider-Man and Spider Man 2 PS2 games that were basically the movie promotional games oh, they were the excellent
1: the original Spider-Man the original Toby. no no yeah Sorry, Tobey Maguire I, one. I tell you on about uh, the amazing Spider-Man type no, 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 no. I played the original too yeah No, they're, me, they're like they're like the Star Wars prequels they don't exist yeah no for me Web of Shadows is better
0: okay yeah. so they were phenomenal I remember the Doc Ock fight on yeah. Spider-Man 2 with my brother in the next room can't I, I can't beat this expletive So, yeah, I was the big brother who completed bosses that he couldn't complete. It
1: was great. While bashing triangle like this. While bashing
0: triangle. My controller's better. It's the cyberpunk one. Ugh.
1: Xbox.
0: Xbox. Well, I also have a Switch Pro controller here. That has dust on it, because who uses a Switch Pro controller? But, yeah, okay, so that's your third one. <clears throat> yep. I'm trying to spread mine out a bit here. I've got. I want to touch on like my favorite franchises as well as my favorite games. So I'm it's gonna, gonna go. Happens, I'm gonna. I'll, I'm gonna keep keep it in the early two thousands here. I, I already spoke about shiny hunting and not getting the shiny I want. This is gonna be a bit controversial, but my fa- third pick and my favorite Pokemon game was Gold and Silver. Now people say Soul Silver and Heart Gold are great, and the uh, Cino games are great. I w- I obviously was introduced to Pokemon Blue and Red and Yellow as a seven year old or whatever it was, but Gold and Silver just oh, they were amazing. And I remember playing through it; they were great. New hundred new Pokemon that was great. But the best part and the part that really was after you beat the Elite Four. And then you're like, oh, I'm finished the game. That's a bit crap. And you get back to your hometown, and they're like, ah, oh, now you have to go to Kanto. And you had basically you had two games in one. So you had the new region, the new eight badges, and the new Elite Four. You also had the original. Eight. It was like, and I wish that's what Pokemon was now. Even I wouldn't even care if it took ten years to release it. Go back to the original, make it an MMO, give us Kanto. I hope I'm saying it the right way around, by the way. I think so. Is it Kanto first? Uh, oh, I'm tired. I haven't had dinner. Kanto's the first
1: region, yeah.
0: Kanto is definitely the first region, yes. It's got to be.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, it is. <laughs> Just to confirm that before we get shot down. So, yeah. So, after you go through the new Jota region, you've got your 100% and that leads you right back to the old, original Pallet Town and you work your way back. Yeah, you don't go to Pallet Town. You start at Meridian on this one, but you work your whole way back around. I can't remember what happens at the end. Oh Yeah, Gold and Silver was amazing. And I've got a heartwarming story and a heartbreaking story all wrapped up in one. So, on oh, Pokemon God. Silver. I managed to get all 251 back in the day, legally. And about two days after I got all 251 Pokemon, somebody stole my game. And I never got it back. There was no shinies yeah. on it, so it's okay. Jeff, someone stole my Pokemon Silver. And... and when you say
1: stole it, was it stolen like out of your house so it's someone you kind of know? Or was it you were out in the street... Um, it was either know, in my well.
0: house or in school. Bastards. So it was someone I knew. But anyway. Jet, yeah, that's what I wish they'd do with, like, don't get me wrong, Sword and Shield, despite the flack they got, they're good games. But yeah. they are, uh, it could be so much more at this stage. It Like, if you really look at it. The graphics are better than they were back then. Obviously, it's not black and white anymore. But the actual game itself... Now I could face a lot of backlash from people who play competitively in that, on this. But the actual games haven't come as far as they should have. I still love them, but they play it safe. Could you imagine an MMO or a ma- an expansive RPG where you start in the Kanto region... You start, you get your eight badges, you have the original 151. I mean, you could even do, like, MM an MMO where you have a raid. Like, could you imagine going in with five of your buddies into the Cerulean cave, and as a team, you have to battle your way through that cave. You've got, I don't know, you fight against something powerful, another thing powerful, and then Mewtwo is the end raid boss, and it'd be incredible but it's never going to happen because Nintendo don't want that. And I'd I'd never, like I can honestly say, I never actually thought of
1: Pokemon being an MMO. But when you say it, it's probably the prime candidate.
0: It'd be incredible. It'd be the most popular game in the world.
1: Yeah. Now, figuring out how you, you know, reward playtime and so on with the game mechanics would be somewhat challenging. But I do think, at its very heart, it is probably the ideal game. To
0: yeah, like it'd be MMO an around. insane MMO. It really would. Yeah, and just the thing is, you wouldn't even have to deep dive on it the way Final Fantasy XIV does. Or wow, you could have a Destiny-style level of MMO, and mm-hmm. people would go fucking ape for that. It'd be Black yeah. Friday every day of the week. Yeah. Oh no, that'd be. And okay, then you could uh, they could build on it. They could bring out. They could bring out the kanto region then sino yeah. and keep going all the way through it it'd be incredible yeah
1: there's, there's your expansion and and you
0: yeah. could also have your shiny chance of when you're doing mewtwo for example you would do with all the glass in destiny back in the day oh my god i got Galahorn. horn whereas with you like oh my god i got mewtwo with this ability or this move or the shiny and oh yeah. it'd be insane
1: an mmo do it like-
0: do it game freak yeah i'll give you that one for free (laughs) (laughs) we know you're listening game freak yeah um but like do it game freak (laughs) watches my all my ads on facebook for the next week or for mmos ray channel edges and shit like that can't wait or you can start actually oh that funny actually i say that you were saying that we could record this through discord or zoom i opened up facebook 20 minutes later and there was an ad for Zoom. I got an email an hour later. Have 25 percent off Zoom. I got that email as well. Maybe it's a coincidence. I'm on to you, Mark.
1: <laughs> it's a coincidence that they listen to us at it's the exact <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, WhatsApp okay, you
0: know. WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. Get out of my messages. <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, Pokemon MMO, we want it, I'm in. We want it, I'm in and I'll never play another game if you give me that. So, actually, that you, now that you were saying about Pokemon, so I loved Pokemon as well. But for me, there was a game on the PS1 back then. Say it! That hit me for my Say Pokemon. it! It was Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories, not Digimon. I knew you were thinking Digimon.
0: Damn it.
1: No, I'm not a Digimon person, unfortunately. Damn
0: it. Although yeah. I did play that Yu-Gi-Oh! game and it was great. I loved Yu-Gi-Oh! The However, the first one that came out on PS2, while it wasn't as good a story game.
1: Julius of the Roses or something.
0: Duelist of the Roses. They fixed the whole battling thing and that was mm-hmm. great. But yes, I did play Forbidden Memories and I have that somewhere in my house. So do I. I still have it here. My, I, I love- it's on the bottom shelf of the bookshelf in my bedroom in my dad's house. I can see it right now.
1: <laughs> what I loved about it was just how broken the, the the summoning system, or not summoning system, the fusion system was. Like You didn't need polymerization. So That's I not. could get my twin-headed double dragon with another twin-headed double dragon, <laughs> put them together, and get um, the triple-headed behemoths, whatever it was. Um, he'd like 3,500 attack and defense, and just wipe them out. Yeah. So you just <clears> build a deck around getting him out as quick as you can, and you win. And it was amazing. I loved it. So, for me, that was I. I had Pokemon Red, uh, Red and Yellow, and loved them. But I actually never got into Gold and so on. <clears throat> but for me, my like hunting was trying to hunt the twin-headed behemoth, whatever he was, um, in off your man, Hizen whatever his name was, trying to beat him over and over again to get the cards, <clears throat> and that took forever. So that that was my Pokemon alike. Experience yeah I, I
0: did play that game. My mate Jono um me and him got big into Yu Gi Oh! So everyone was still in the Pokemon. We got into Yu Gi Oh! Before you could even get the cards here. That's not a humble brag, it totally is. But it got to the point that you could, like, Yu Gi Oh! There was such a demand for Yu Gi Oh! But it hadn't really come to Ireland. That no. game, the old game shop in Blanche started buying in Japanese printed Yu Gi Oh cards. Because they couldn't get the English ones. So they just start getting Japanese. So we actually I actually have Japanese Yu Gi Oh cards from like the late nineties sitting at home in my sitting in my dad's house in my old bedroom. I got nothing good so it's not that exciting but I say they're yeah. so worse Pretty penny now. Mm. I have I have I still have all my old cards, but there's no like first editions or like that. So and mm. I didn't look after my Yu Gi Oh cards the same way as I did Pokemon cards because we actually battled with Yu-Gi-Oh cards because it was a much simpler yeah. game to play. But um yeah. Which is funny
1: because like it's actually quite a complex game. Mm. But then Pokemon is such an easy video game and the most horrendous card game to try and get into.
0: It's Diff there's a lot going on in Pokemon. Especially as kids,
1: like we would be in between seven to (laughs) twelve. It's like we're just
0: not using no energy cards. Just go with what's on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Mm. I do play that sometimes, though the card, the online card game, because you can get the app. And when you buy a pack, uh, when you buy a pack of Pokemon cards, you get like the barcode on the back of them that you can scan them into the game. Oh no way! So I've. I played at the old time. I remember I was playing someone not long ago, that we just started in. I'm, I'm, I don't have a clue what I'm doing in that. It's, I don't haven't played it enough. And he just sent me a message as we started playing. The cards came out. We each got our hands, and I got just a message saying sorry. And i mean, like, what? So, what's this guy on about? Sorry, I didn't even get a move. He beat me. <laughs> of, he beat me in one turn. Do you remember what it was? It was something to do with Mew. I don't know what it was. I I I couldn't keep up. It was just too quick. I was. It was over. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that then. I'm going back to Destiny where I can actually win. Yeah. So but yeah, also so I... the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy. That was a great game as well back in the day. Oh, they, rele- they, 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 they released they released the trading card I, game for Game Boy, and it was excellent. Yeah, I don't think I'm I ever pretty had... sure. I'm actually pretty sure they re-released it on the Nintendo 3DS store a couple of years ago.
1: Can't say I have any memories of it now. I remember seeing the game, but never played
0: it. It was good. It was was quite good. It was difficult.
1: So that's my number four, Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories.
0: Okay. Getting down to um, the business end of things. Uh, I'm going to leave one of mine out in the hope that you're going to include it but we've gone obvious we both play it we already said it's how we met and (laughs) it has to be included I know it goes through its issues and it's it's had a rough six and a half years and peaks and valleys and but we we love it and we love to hate it and we hate to love it. Destiny, um, Destiny was the first game that I will put my hand up and say I was addicted to, and still so, am to an extent. And poor yeah. Louise, our anniversary is the same week as when Destiny came out, so um, I, she made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like, I've got, I don't know, 4,000, nearly 5,000 hours across the two games over the last six and a half years, um, but whatever about the game itself, it's the, the every, it's cliche to say it, but it's the people that we've met playing, it's the people that are going to be lifelong friends because we played it, it's the memories we all have from playing it that. Even when it's in a poor state, which I actually disagree, I think it's in a fine state at the moment, but Twitter would disagree with me. Um it's just, just the memories of it just I remember playing the Alpha. Yeah, I played the Alpha. I'm gonna brag yeah. about that shit. Yeah. I'll actually go back further. I hadn't really been keeping track. I saw Destiny announce that two thousand and thirteen E three maybe 12 it's one or the other where they had Jason Jones on stage showing it off and it was the cringiest fucking shit ever but the guy killed it was the, they went through the wall from the first at the start and the guy dropped thunder and then they went out and they took on a devil walker and someone was like oh look at my gallo horn little did we know what that would bring happiness and pain was but i never really kept up with it and then i had a friend that used to go into the gym that i used to work in and the alpha was coming up in a couple of weeks and he's like, yeah, are well, you getting destiny? I was like, what the fuck is destiny? Because I'd forgotten about it. And he's like, oh, it's this shooting game. He completely oversold what this game was. He was like, we're going to start on Earth and then we're going to go to the moon and then we're going to go to every planet in the solar system across the next 10 years and you're going to do this and you've got raids and so I thought that. we I thought we were getting No Man's Sky but in Destiny. <laughs> But I played, I played the alpha and immediately became... I I put, The alpha was out for, what, three days or four days? I put about 40 hours in over those two days. It was just... I became obsessed with this game straight away. I remember doing Sepix Prime for the first time in the alpha with my mate. And we were on the devil walker of Sepix for about two hours. Because we were completely under with shit-white weapons and crap armor. And eventually after about four hours we beat. So we played through it a bit. Took a break to go eat dinner. Came back. This is a strike, by the way, not a raid. (laughs) And we beat Sepix after about four and a half hours of gameplay. And we both just had to, like, we can't wait for this game to come out. And then it came out, and... Here we are six and a half years later, and it still feels like it's 2014. Yeah,
1: like... (sighs) Destiny 1 for me. So between the two... Objectively, Destiny Two is the better game. Mm-hmm. You know, it runs better, gunplay is tighter, all that. Destiny One is the nostalgia game for me.
0: It's the roast in uh, the glasses. Yeah,
1: it is. Now, if they re- if they remade Destiny One and fought, brought it to PC, <laughs> oh, Luke Smith uninstall also.
0: Destiny Two. <laughs> I will um, actually throw money at my screen, Luke Smith.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. He's listening right now, Luke. Just make it happen okay? That's all you have to do. But, for me, that came at the time when I was doing my PhD. So, it was equal amounts dangerous, but also equal amounts liberating, because I'd be going in, you know, dreading every day, isolating yourself, it's basically what I do now. But, back then, like, you weren't getting paid, you were just going in, drudging away at literature, at, like, doing research, at just getting shouted shout-out by your supervisors, and just, and now you got shouted at by me. I didn't know you back then, so I didn't get shouted at you. Um,
0: Everyone else did.
1: But that that game just, it was always, go home, get dinner, turn it on. And there was always a group of friends online, ready to raid, ready to play, ready to do whatever. And it was just...
0: It was insane back in the day. It was yeah. like, anyone want to raid and you had five people in a minute. It was nuts.
1: Yeah yeah i couldn't i
0: I couldn't log in in 2014 2015 2016 without getting like i actually had to turn off notifications on my ps4 because it was like oh let's do it right let's do this let's do trials let's do this it was insane
1: yeah that will always be up Mm -hmm. there as not my all-time favorite game because it's the best game but because it's the game that has had the the most impact. impact yeah I think it, it
0: it definitely has molded a large portion of my life anyway,
1: mm, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and as yeah. an extension to destiny, going to Guardian con was an amazing experience.
1: I will never
0: get over the fact you got to do that it was and it was the Guardian con I went to was the one in the mid or during rise of iron before Destiny Two came out. I think it couldn't I,
1: I think it was 2016 you went.
0: Yeah, it was 20 it would have been 2016 cuz yeah, yeah 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 yeah. So like yeah, that was a um, incredible trip. Like literally sitting in the Hard Rock Cafe in Tampa basically the entire destiny fucking directory in this one restaurant i remember like there was a band on stage and me and my buddy got chatting to the lead singer and we were requesting songs all night it was basically play chris cornell this play chris cornell that and he was like i can't sing chris cornell i don't have the range for that but he was like why he is here anyways like you're irish why are you here And I said, I was over for a a gaming convention, the Destiny, or it was Guardian Con. And I remember he went on stage and says, who hears from Guardian Con? And (laughs) literally, the whole restaurant just went, no! It was uh, was pretty great.
1: You basically had your own little tower going on.
0: Yeah, we had our own tower where everyone actually loaded into it. (laughs) There was no emoting on tables, though
1: that uh, was before paid emoting before
0: paid emoting but yeah it was nuts just meeting all the people that like meeting the people you watch the people that you hear about and the directory people you follow on twitter and just because it was Con was still in its infancy it was like it was very informal it wasn't like a table between you and it was like oh nice to meet you in two yeah, minutes yeah. and you get pushed along unless you went to Dado's line because that was the length from here to Costa and back But it was really informal where you'd actually you'd be speaking to somebody who you watched on Twitch or you'd followed on Twitter and they'd be standing right beside you just chatting away, just having a normal conversation. It was insane.
1: And it's mad because these are just like they're normal Mm. people. And
0: and that was the thing. It was they're just normal people, exactly. Like I think that's But to us
1: in the community, they're Mm. actually they're sort of celebrities, but
0: like leader, we love you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but um, yeah. But look, we could talk about destiny.
0: Oh yeah, like I, I think we we should really wait for Dylan to be on, and we yes. can actually talk, have a proper chat about destiny, because. Definitely. Yeah, it's so many. Like we could literally just do a fucking whole podcast on memories, funny, great, bad. Kev not getting his Galarhorn until Easter of 2015 despite having platinumed the game over Christmas. Um, Actually, so Crota was out.
1: Let's save that for when mm. deals on because I think that we all probably have some great... Oh yeah, I have some
0: them. funny ones. Yeah. I remember so, listening... I, I will touch on a quick one. I remember listening to a guy break his patio furniture because he fucked up in a raid. That was great. And Griff will back up that one because, uh, yeah... No names on it, but someone got well, a bit pissed off and... Broke is it someone mind. I know? Because I, no, I it's not one you know.
1: It's, no you it's know. someone who I could have imagined it was. No, you don't know. Yeah. It, was. it
0: was back in... It was when Vault of Glass got reprised the first time and came back as part of Rise of Iron with the legendary primaries, or the exotic primaries. Mm. And someone got a bit pissed off and went out and smashed his patio furniture to pieces. But yeah, but moving on swiftly. Speaking of breaking <laughs> things out of frustration,
1: which one are next, you gonna do? Yeah, so my number five, and I have two of them beside each other, but I'm gonna go with the one that I think you will agree
0: with me on, and it's Sekiro. Yes, Sekiro. I have. I also have two on mine. It's yes, the other one, Bloodborne. The other one's Bloodborne.
1: <laughs> so I, I. I had to make the decision and I think as much as I love Bloodborne if Bloodborne was 60 FPS and as beautiful as Sekiro is right now it would be the best for me because I love that setting mm-hmm. like the, yeah
0: Yarnum is great the Japanese setting is phenomenal. oh you mean you mean Sekiro's setting I was going to Yharnam yeah. no, no, that's
1: what I'm saying I'm saying so Sekiro setting is phenomenal, but mm. there's something about Bloodborne that just has that like yeah. glitter roll, like you just know you're in the thick of it. And you're like, this makes sense. Yeah. Whereas in Sekiro, you're kind of like, see, really, that size. Why is there a headless ape? What is going on in Japan? What are they <laughs> But you still, like, you, you play it and you love it. And the, the combat in all of the FromSoft games, yeah. Sekiro has the best combat. Mm. Oh, well, carry, I agree. Would... Yeah. If you couldn't parry in any FromSoft game, play Sekiro, because that's all you're going to do constantly. And you'll be a parry king till you go back to Demon's Souls and you don't know how to parry again.
0: Funnily enough, yeah, definitely. If And I actually think you can touch on dodging as well. If you struggle with the dodge in Bloodborne and the parrying with the gun in Bloodborne, Sekiro yeah. makes... Sekiro makes Bloodborne and Sekiro makes... Dark Souls easier.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I, yeah, I, what you're saying, the, the setting was phenomenal. I loved that, that traditional Japanese setting, that old style um, ninja Jap- Japan setting. I also mm-hmm. loved the uh, current Japan cyberpunk kind of Tokyo setting. But Sekiro is a beautiful game. But yeah, the combat. Is It's perfect. Yeah. Now, depending on who you speak to, some will say it's too hard. Some will say it's too punishing. But what I liked about it, in comparison to Bloodborne or to Dark Souls, in those games, if you're struggling on a boss or on a particular part of the game, you just go back and do something you've done before and you grind up a couple of levels and then you kind of overlevel a bit and it makes them that little bit easier. You're not allowed to do that in Sekiro. <laughs> Sekiro tells you, you better get good or you're not getting past me. Yeah, um, and
1: it's funny because, so, talking about difficulty, I think the difficulty between the two is somewhat subjective. Um, mm. For me, Bloodborne was my f- first proper FromSoft game. I had played Demon Souls when it came out originally mm. on the PS3, and was I was like, I can't play this. I kept dying at the very start in Boletarian. I was like, fuck this game. Why would anyone want this?
0: Frisbee! Then Bloodborne...
1: <laughs> <them blood-boarded laughs> it out. and I was like oh hey like this looks cool I picked it up yeah. not realising it was from soft again and I could not get past cleric beast like for the first
0: cleric beast month. was on the bridge the first boss right
1: yeah and he's optional I couldn't get past him
0: no, he and he I said
1: I was like nope you know what I'm just not made out for these games fuck them and I was renting it. back when you could rent games I was renting it at the time you so know it back.
0: you know extra version closed down like five years ago this week, I got another, I got a uh, a memory on Facebook about it. It's so, like, oh no, extra vision closed. Where will I go on my break from work? <laughs>
1: <But> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like that was, I had rented it because I couldn't, I didn't want to invest in it. It's like, it's another hard game. And yeah, I think it was probably two years later that I went, okay, it's, 20 quid now with the old Hunters DLC. I was like, Do you know that what?
0: That was I'm... a great DLC, actually.
1: I would admit I still haven't beaten it.
0: It's a good DLC. I actually played through that with a friend.
1: And this is where I'm coming back to it being subjective. Bloodborne, for me, is the harder of the two games. And I think that's probably due to the fact that Sekiro is so perfect in the attack animations, the yeah. deflections. like... Everything
0: the hitboxes, especially
1: everything, works exactly as it's supposed mm. to. Whereas Bloodborne is more Dark Souls, so it's <laughs> a bit more. Eh. Yeah, you, you probably hit them, but fuck it, you're dead. Yeah, but yeah, I actually I platinum fine.
0: Bloodborne actually as well. I did get a platinum on Bloodborne scumbag style.
1: <laughs> What's the scumbag style style of
0: Bloodborne? I can't remember off the top of my head. It's something to do with the umbilical cords, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. It's you the endings, do you, just, because there's three or four different endings, isn't there? Yeah, you save Scum, so you... Yeah, i save Scum.
1: You, yeah. you had your three umbilical cords, and yeah. you would let Gurman kill you for one, Have get rid of your umbilical cord for
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, killing Gurman, and then have the third one yeah. so that presence would arrive. Yeah. That's
0: exactly it, yeah. Um... And that's something, that I know we just spoke a lot about Bloodborne, but on Sekiro, something that I really love about it, and I only actually realised this recently when re-watching Girlfriend Reviews on their review on YouTube about it. If you look at the Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, a lot of the story is in the text, is in the background lore. It's kind of not really... Whereas Sekiro has that beginning to end story. Now, you, I know you have your few different endings. You, if you didn't get the, the best ending with where you fight um Jenichiro becomes the old guy. I can't think of the old guy's name. Oh Ishin. 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 Ishin yeah. But it has that kind of beginning to end story and you kinda you know what everything has happened from the beginning. The story was set the story is in fr- is front and center. And I think that's oh. what I really love about it. Yeah, What's your like, favorite boss in Sekiro?
1: Um, I did really like Sword Saint Ishin at the end, yeah. Uh, only really because goes. everyone, everyone gave out about it, and for some reason, I found it really easy. Um, <laughs> You've been bad. like, I've been
0: fighting Genichiro for so fucking long. This guy is not gonna stop me.
1: Actually, you know what? I know what my favorite boss is, and only because it's the reason I quit Sekiro for a whole year. It's L Fodder, mm. not not L Young L or maybe L Fodder is the young one, but L where you fight him um, down in
0: Lady Butterfly's
1: Fodder. lair. No, not that one. That's the hard one. The easier one, L Old L, where you oh, fight yeah. him when you break the Iron Code. I could not beat him for about two weeks. I tried and I couldn't get it. And I went, "No, oh, fuck this." And you were sending me texts going, "I'm here now. I've completed." I'm like, "Fuck you." I want to solve it. I was like, I'm not touching that again, and then a I, year later I, I,
0: and so here's a not so humble brag. I did all of that with a mouse and keyboard.
1: you did, and yeah.
0: that was that was I, the moment where it kind of went, yeah, I can play m n k
1: if if is actually watching this and wants to find us on Twitter, please ask kev to get the video of him fighting um was it you had a video of you fighting um Ganesha wrote, no. No, it was Ishin. I yeah, think it, it was Ishin. Yeah. Um, a video I, of you I actually know
0: what you're going to say.
1: On mouse and keyboard. Post that up, right? So if anyone is listening and wants to find that video, find us on Twitter. It's what, at LiveWireGamePod. Game yes, Game
0: Pod. and I'll I retweet it as well.
1: Um, and ask Kev for that video because it is the strangest way for anyone to play Sekiro. But when you realize it's MK, it is so impressive. Because I couldn't do that. Um, so S- there you go. That's our sad, little sad story,
0: Stephen. I don't have the um, clip any. I don't have the clip. Alright, well you may edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I don't have I don't have the clip anymore unless I posted it on Facebook or Twitter. I think you might
1: have put it in the Discord because someone commented on it. Is or this
0: the Facebook? is this the one where I do a backflip and fall off the map?
1: No, that, no, that's
0: <laughs> no,
1: but we'll get that one as well if you want. No, it's, that's, yeah. that, that,
0: that one's somewhere. But what what do you mean by that? The way I'm playing and it makes sense because I'm playing with mouse and keyboard. So
1: I've never seen anyone play it the way you do, which is that you were sprinting constantly around. Oh, yeah. And then like you would sprint, Ishim would come in, you'd do all your deflects, get in your attacks. And then instead of like doing more counterattacks or preparing for the next attack you run again like you're out of there and then you make the boss come to you and it makes no sense because you're thinking about it on controller like all the movements you have to do to turn really quickly and run before the boss gets attack but yeah here's you like 180ing and sprinting in a straight line <laughs> getting out of there for the boss i never out. thought about that
0: i never thought about that
1: so it, it's very impressive but uh back to your point l the original l was a pain in my hole um Took a year's break, came back, beat him first try, then went did. to Elfather, beat him on the third try. I was like, yeah. so what was yours? Oh
0: that echoed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, My favorite one is also, it's probably the one I found hardest. It's the demon, I think it's Demon of Hatred. Where it's the big fire dog. I did and I know you could bullshit it. You could use the whistle ability to stun him, and you could yeah. use a certain smoke to stun him again. I didn't want to bullshit it. That boss was tough. There's the that's the only boss in that whole game where I'd actually say I struggled on that one. But my favourite one is after you beat the headless ape. You beat the headless ape. And then you work your way into the next area and you go down to a cave and there's a another ape, just a normal ape. And then you cut its head off. I think it's that, isn't it? Or no, is
1: you No, so you, you fight the first ape. Yeah. Cut its head
0: off. Yes. Freaky things happen. Freaky things happen. And then later on you're fighting another ape. No, you're fighting the same. The same, ape. sorry, the same ape, so and the down, middle, yeah. in the middle of the boss fight, another ape spawns. I I remember actually doing that fight late at night, and I just went, nope, I'm done." I just walked yeah. off. Like, this, yeah. no, it was, it was like there's another ape. <laughs> I, I love that setup because you walk down,
1: so you yeah. if you do the sequencing correctly, you'll fight headless ape. Mm. You fight ape, you'll become headless ape, and. After that bullshit, like, grand, he's done. Never see him again. Mm-hmm. You go down the cavern, and there's an ape up against the wall like this, and you're like, another fucking ape, seriously? yeah. And then it turns, and it's the headless ape. You're like, this fucker, for a third time, you fight him, and then he does a roar, and then you realise that roar is his mating call, and his yeah. mate drops in, and she is a bitch.
0: Yeah, that was so, I think, and actually got, touching back on what you were saying about how I fought against Ishin. that's also how I did that boss fight. I, I would get that. in and do a bit of damage to the normal ape, run to the other side of the arena, wait for that ape to come, do some damage, sprint to the other side of the arena. It was great. It was easy.
1: I don't think there is another way to do that fight. No. It was a nightmare.
0: But it was also that. So that's for you, FromSoft. <laughs> but I love yeah. you, really. Where's Elden Ring? Thanks. So Here, we, really, we really got a 2 in 1 there with Sekiro and Bloodborne didn't we
1: were you going with Bloodborne as your no fifth? no
0: but we got 2 in 1 and we cheated oh.
1: what's your 5th going? just throw it out there
0: See, ok you didn't say one that I hoped you'd say in Portal 2 I Portal 2 is on you my list you have it on it I have it on my list because Portal 2 was fun. I didn't play Portal 2 until years later. I bought it off someone in work for like €2. That's the best €2 Euro I've ever spent. But uh, I've got GTA San Andreas there because I sunk so many hours into that as a kid. But no, I, I have to throw Cyberpunk 2077 onto this list. Ooh. It's... Oh. I've, I sunk 160 hours in myself. I've now watched Louise play 80 plus hours. I'm probably going to sink another 100 hours in shortly. And despite, okay, I'll preface all I'm about to say with CD Projekt Red were very shady in the lead up to the launch of this game and they deserve all of the backlash that they've got as a company and leadership of that company. They deserve all of that. They were dishonest. They, The review embargo was BS. I'm now never going to get a job there because I've said that. <laughs> but Cyberpunk, the game, is just... I still don't know if I can talk about it fully because I haven't processed it. I waited seven or eight years to play this game. I was as hyped as anybody and my day one night my launch night was midnight hits about 10 past midnight i got into the game was making a character had a bit of a giggle about penis one and penis two did some shenanigans it was funny launched the game and played it for three or four hours because i actually had to be up for work the following morning and just instantly was like this is i've waited for so long for this and it is all that i wanted and more like graphically, it is. There's no, I don't think there's actually a debate. Running on ultra settings with ultra ray tracing, or for that matter, on a PS Five or Xbox Series X, there's no debating. It's the best looking game to look at. It's the best atmosphere ever in a game. It's just the atmosphere in the city is insane. The city, I think, it's, like it's got its own fucking language. It's like. It's a fully realized city in so many ways. I'll touch on where it's not in a second. But I played it for a few hours that last night. I got nowhere through the the prologue because I spent about 25 hours on a four-hour prologue. But we don't need to talk about that. And I logged off Cyberpunk that night going, wow, what a game. I can't wait to see what everyone else is saying about this. <laughs> oh, no, you, um, I opened up Twitter in bed and just saw all of the fallout of the base PS4 stuff that, if you didn't own an RTX 30 series card or a 2080 Ti if you were, if you had that hype, but all of the fallout, all of the drama, and I just went, that's not the game I'm playing. <laughs> but yeah, it's just... I've never felt so immersed in a city. I've never felt so just like... The the, the noise, the sounds, the sights, the, the soundtrack in Cyberpunk is honestly... Like, they recorded all those songs for scratch for this game. All those rad... Like, I know you got GTA, you've got your radio stations. And they're the real... They're real songs that they've got the licensing for. This is an original... All the songs for the game are original. And it's just... I think what makes Cyberpunk so special for me and also what has caused so much of the problems because it was released too early, there's no debating it, is the attention that the developers, developers, the people, the ground staff developers put on the finer details. The music, the the way the light bounces off everything the when you're in a car if you go first person so in some cars the dashboard pulses lights to the beat of the fucking song that's playing and because they spent so much time making the finer details of this game so incredibly detailed that the bigger systems the police system is non-existent non-existent the ai for cars for driving for the computer again i park here just drive around me for fuck's sake and there all that's a bigger discussion but as an experience is the best experience i've had in a game it was just i i wish i could wipe my memory and go back to december 10th and just play through it again i really do and i know you haven't finished it so i'm not going into too much character details or that but what I love about it, and it's what I love about Blade Runner. <clears throat> Don't know if you've oh, you've obviously seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine, yeah. I actually haven't, believe it or not.
1: It's it's yeah. a t- it's a get out. It's on my wall of shame for not okay. watching that yet.
0: You've seen the original Blade Runner, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what I love about Blade Runner and generally this cyberpunk franchise or cyberpunk genre is that these that these wonderful futures of tech becoming everything and the neon lights and the atmospheres are and, and then they tell a very simple basic human story almost and mm-hmm. cyberpunk is insane like the city night city is it's the best game space I've played in if you can ignore some of the glaring issues with it but if, you, if it just as a city it's insane. But the actual stories that you're getting within it are very anal. They're very basic stories. They're very day-to-day. Like even the main story with the main with Keanu with Johnny. Like it's a very straightforward and basic story. And the way I looked at it is that the story, the driving, the gunplay, which is all great. They're only there. To give you a reason to be in this city. The real the game should just be called Night City. Because Night City is the main attraction of it. They've given driving mechanics, shooting mechanics, gameplay mechanics. Just to allow you to experience this city. And I could talk about it all day and I'm not making any fucking sense. But go play that game. Because you've got a 3080, you've, you've no excuse.
1: Well, this is the thing, so, and you're probably going to have to help me after this, but my Cyberpunk experience is that I can't get it to 60 FPS, which sounds so anal when you say it out loud, but it's because I have a 20, 27 Ryzen 7 2700X and for some reason it just, no matter what way it changes settings, it's not going up to 60 or above. And there's something about having that fluidity in in a game. Like, I want I want to play the game and not be annoyed that I'm getting screen tearing or that there's some judder and stutter going on. Mm-hmm. I want to enjoy the game the way you have, where you experience the city for the city. And I don't look at something and go, well, oh, that would have been great if it didn't just, you know... Fight <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. But no, like, I I think, yeah, if if I can get it working and maybe it needs more performance <laughs> optimizations, um, which I'm happy to wait for. I pay for the game. Yeah. It's going nowhere. Um, but it's a game I, I really want to, to get into. And mm. I won't spoil anything, but the first, the you know, the first lead up to the first proper mission, how that goes, that's when I went, I, I like this.
0: Yeah. And I know you're, you're somebody who didn't really... You're going to get a lot of hate for this. You didn't really like The Witcher. Oh, and yeah. I also feel really bad that it's not on my list. And it should be. And, and you're, even you're saying after an hour or two of Cyberpunk, you like this? Mm-hmm. That really says it all. From someone yeah. who doesn't really like what they did beforehand. No, um, I, like,
1: I'll hold my hand up and say I really did not
0: like The Witcher Tree, And you know that first bit that you're talking about those opening couple of missions that that carries through this whole game that's the incredible thing that you know remember we played Destiny 2 at launch and it was the Red War was starting and you started on the outside and you started in the tower and then you went up to the ship and it was like oh this is the best mission ever and then the rest of the missions were just kind of meh yeah with in Cyberpunk that quality of storytelling is throughout the whole game. It's not like, it's not the most ridiculous story of all time where you're going to, I don't know, where something crazy happens, but it's just the way the story's told is great and the characters are phenomenal. I don't want to give you any preconceptions of what characters are this and what characters are that, but I remember actually I was doing a side mission and I was streaming it into Discord to somebody and I just, it was a random side mission, I couldn't tell you what one it was, and they're like, oh, that was a great mission. That was really good. I was like, Yeah, yeah, that's it's just I'm just clearing out side missions. And they were like, Wait, that was a side mission? They're like, that was better than most missions in most game normal games. Like, yeah, that was a side mission. They're like, But you were at you were in that one mission for like forty five minutes. They're like, Yeah, that was a side mission. <laughs> no, it's just I I really wish I had someone that I could just talk sit down and just talk all day about. it. Because Mm. so much to talk about. And yeah, it's got its issues. It's got performance issues. The game, as I loved it, don't get me wrong, I loved it. If I had plugged it in that day one and I was getting less than 60 FPS, I would have bought a new CPU day two. So (laughs) that I could, just so I could experience the game as it's intended. But the people who have experienced the game as it's intended, it's just. Yeah. Putting aside some of the unfinished systems and the subway system isn't in the game, even though it was shown at one point the review embargo for console was complete yeah. bullshit um but yeah I, I can't wait until this game till it's finished the game's 80 was 80 finished when it launched but that 80 is just one of the finest experiences i've it's why i played i played games and now yeah. I'm. and since i finished it i'm just that's why I'm shiny hunting Pokemon and just soft resetting because I look at the games I've got on my desktop. I've got Wolfenstein 2 there. I've got Hades. I've got um near Automata. Haven't downloaded it yet. I've got Borderlands 3 sitting. I've got stuff I've got Ghost of Tsushima. I still have to finish The Last of Us Two. Which by the way, I haven't been spoiled for The Last of Us Two yet, surprisingly. I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know uh, what happens. I don't know what happens at the end. Uh, Well, (laughs) (laughs) but I don't want to play any of them. Yeah, I want to be in Night City. I just, I, uh, and this—it's a complaint that Dylan was having, and he'll back it up next week. Was how many phone calls you get from the NPCs, and your phone does for the first ten hours of Cyberpunk, your phone does not stop ringing. But that's the way that they deliver side quests to you. You drive through a new area. You get a phone call from John over there. And he's like, oh, I've got all these missions for you. And that's the way that they delivered those side missions to you. And Dylan was like, my phone, please stop ringing. I want to do this. I wish my phone would ring. Because I want a reason to go back. I want a reason to be in that city. And I'm someone who I've completely cleared my map. I've nothing to do apart from start a new character. Now, that took me 140 hours. I can't really complain. But, yeah, it, it it's a topic for another day when you get your finger out and play the goddamn game and get all the endings and that. But, yeah, that's... It was a long eight years waiting for it, and I'm sad that it's gone. That's what happens when you blast through it in less than a week. I play. I, I spent a month playing it.
1: Yeah, true. You got through the campaign in about three or four days, I think, did you?
0: No, no I completed the campaign after 140 hours.
1: Jeez, felt like it was sooner than that. Poor Takamura
0: was sitting in that restaurant for 120 hours. <laughs> we I remember... I remember after 90 hours I remember after 90 hours I still hadn't done a main mission. I was still only on the second main mission or in Act two.: Yeah, because we were talking about this like there's two
1: ways to play an RPG the mm. right way and the wrong way yeah and
0: <laughs> to, the, to touch on them, there's the Ralph Way and the Sam way <laughs> yeah
1: so like you either clear everything before you move on to the next mm. main mission or you just go through the campaign and like both are obviously. Valid ways to play, um, but if you only touch the campaign missions and then complain about how short it was, mm. or that there's not enough. I as well.
0: would normally agree with. Does, they're both valid ways to play it. With Cyberpunk, I disagree completely. Because, as I was saying, the city is why you're there. Everything else is just a spoon. And it's the spoon to feed you more of the city. <laughs> That's the only way. Everything in this game, the driving, the shooting, the ch- not the characters, because they're part of it, but the story, the missions, they're all just a spoon that feeds you more of Night City. And... Yeah, it's... You sh- You should... You don't have to do all the side missions, but the main side missions, they make the game a far better experience. And your endings become much more fulfilling if you've mm-hmm. done everything or most of it um so Cyberpunk just kind of took over <laughs> well I'm just realising
1: now like we said before we started oh let's keep it to the hour I think we're about an hour and 40 minutes now.
0: it's about just coming up to an hour 40 yeah
1: yeah so um
0: before we move on and finish up and wrap up have you any honourable mentions that you yes, didn't so include
1: I was going to say I would just name them without any sort of context mm-hmm. but the list that I had here included um, Resident Evil 4 um, Halo 3 Monster Hunter World Near Automata um, Fable 2 and Portal 2
0: yeah, I had Portal 2 on mine as well I haven't actually played a lot of the ones you mentioned because A. I didn't have an Xbox as a teenager I had a PS tree and warhammer so i couldn't afford an xbox oh. <laughs> um and Resident evil no you're okay um i like my poop inside me or in the toilet oh. not in my pants as i'm playing games but then i mentioned gta san andreas was on mine as well because that was <sighs> when that came out it was insane what they achieved with that um And I don't give a shit what anyone says about GTA Online. GTA San Andreas takes GTA 5 out the back garden and stamps on its face. (laughs) And the other one there that I left out was Uncharted 2. Um, Look, I I like... I love Naughty Dog Games.
1: Mm.
0: Not to the extent that the industry loves Naughty Dog Games, but the... Drake, Nathan Drake, Sagas. So I, I haven't actually finished four because Destiny was out, and I actually don't even know the ending to four. I don't know how I stay spoiler free for all this stuff, but uh, it's no, a talent. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the best of the Uncharted games was uh, Among Thieves. My big honorable mention goes to a game that was at the time both ahead of its time and ridiculously difficult for its target audience. Digimon World. Oh. Back on the PS1. And I know you said you're not a Digimon fan, um, but Digimon World was ridiculously difficult. Like, obscenely difficult. Like, I'll, I'll link you to an article that goes over the... Basically, this game, you're supposed to fail. So you get your Digimon, you level them up, you digivolve them, and then they die. And then they're reborn as a piece of shit. And depending on what way you leveled them or treated them in their previous life, decides what Digimon they become in their next life. But they have a lifespan of like a certain amount of game time. I don't know the ins and outs completely. But that is the mechanic. Is they yeah, die for so reborn. Huh? Did Miyazaki make this game or something? That is mental. It is ridiculous. And I'll link you to the article, but the article was basically saying uh, he bought the game again or he played the game again 20 years later now because he's an adult and he understands how these things work. And he was making his way to the final boss of the game with a very powerful po- Digimon... Pokemon? A Pokemon in his... by his side. And... As he got to the final boss, it died. <laughs> so
1: that's insane. It,
0: it was I'll, I'll link you to the article. Um I will have to find it first, but it was just the most ridiculous. But well, I loved it. I never finished it because my ten year old brain couldn't comprehend the ins and outs. And unless you had a guide, like unless you had a guide or sunk hundreds of hours in to learn the systems, it wasn't possible to finish it. And the internet didn't exist in two thousand the way it does now, so not, got, not in Ireland anyway. So guides were hard to come by. Yeah, you had to yeah, buy them. You buy guides. I've got some in a box there. I've got a guide for Oblivion for. <laughs> it's like
1: this size.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got some there with the old posters in it, but um, yeah. good old guides. But yeah, I think that's my on- that's my real honourable mention and. It actually comes with a bittersweet story of my brother that I've told you this before gave a friend a loan of my Digimon World game Uh without my permission. Of course, yeah. Um, And they sold it at a car boot sale by accident. Well, their mother sold it at a car boot sale by accident for one euro. That is
1: absolutely shocking like oh, and they never oh. bought
0: me another one <laughs> that's the worst part they didn't replace it
1: <laughs> well that's because they'd be out 59 euro if they did
0: <laughs> that's the other side of it Digimon World now sells for 50 euro still that's
1: crazy but anyway so you're not friends with that person or your brother's not friends with him anymore I no. hope he?
0: no he's not friends yeah. with her anymore yeah but anyway God, I don't think shocking. I have any other honourable mentions to touch on today I actually have one that I completely forgot to put
1: in my list, and I feel ashamed that I didn't. But The Legend of Zelda. Oh,
0: no, never... yeah, we're terrible gamers. Neither of us have a Zelda on our list. But
1: it would be in my list. But the one I pick is definitely going to be like, no No one will agree with me on this, and it's so Twilight you... Princess.
0: Twilight Princess. I was going to say, it's neither Majora's or Ocarina then.
1: I love them. They're amazing. But Twilight Princess was my favorite.
0: Mm. I always liked Zelda as a character. You know I love playing as Zelda with his sword and that. It was. Crazy. And just like that, we've lost anyone. Yeah. Made. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's not a bad list of our top five favorites: Oblivion, Cyberpunk, Sekiro, Destiny, Pokemon Gold and Silver, Metal Gear Solid Three, Silent Hill Two, Final, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy yeah. Ten,
1: Yu Gi Oh Forbidden Memories, and Spider Man Web of Shadows. And I think like there's some games there. I think if people can pick up and play, you know, I think Web of Shadows is a complete. Um, it's just uh, people haven't played it, and it is one of the finest Spider-Man games ever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Definitely worse. You can still pick it up on the 360 if you have one, um, or an on Xbox One with backwards compatibility. But yeah, there's definitely. Um, can you get
0: it on the PS5 with backwards compatibility? Oh, you can't.
1: <laughs> Hold on there, i just get my PS1 games out on my PS5. Oh wait, thanks Sony. There it is. That is in such good condition.
0: <laughs> Isn't it? It's in pretty good condition. It's got like dirt on it, like it's got dirt, but that comes off. It's yeah. got chocolate from me, and oh, throwing it that way.
1: Back before you appreciated what they were when you had them.
0: My cousin had a hacked one. That was great. We're, we're, oh, like, we're like, you uh, know, the top actually opens. Yeah, it was insane back in the day. Yeah. But um, I think,
1: I don't know if we had another topic, but we're probably going uh, over. I know you
0: want to do news. Yeah, I was going to touch on some gaming news, but probably but, won't really today because we've gone a bit longer than we intended. So may- maybe we'll leave it for today and we'll finish with a bit of tinfoil hat stuff. Yes. In that... Yes. <laughs> you touched on the orchestra for Final Fantasy. and I did. In the Final Fantasy Seven orchestra World Tour, which was unfortunately cancelled because of the current situation in the world. But there is a performance being live-streamed around the world on... February 13th. But the tinfoil hat stuff comes in the notice about performers, in that Katasi Yashinero, Katasi, who is the remake producer, is making an appearance with a video comment. So hopefully that's to do with either part two, or the PC, slash PS5, slash Xbox Series X, maybe slash nintendo switch pro (laughs) edition of it which would be awesome if we actually finally got that on pc with some ray tracing could you imagine some of the boss fights with ray tracing enabled
1: but could you imagine even being in the slums and looking up at the plates of midgar and just seeing where the the lights or even uh, it's not a spoiler to say this but when you're on yeah it,
0: it came out like 10 months ago you can spoilers Spoilers oh for Final Fantasy 7 Remake from here onwards. Mute. <laughs> um,
1: no, but when you're on top of the plates and you're looking out across not yes. just Midgar, but then out into the 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 world beyond, and just the way like the light works there, like that would, oh, that game, mm-hmm. and just even in sector sector not sector seven sector five maybe where you meet uh Um, Earth. Having all the like the loveless signs and all them like being ray traced.
0: Oh Oh, could you imagine actually yeah in the where you're with air at the end sec is it Sector five? I can't remember.
1: It's one of yeah it's sector something. But yeah in
0: yeah oh yeah.
1: But I think so but 60, F-
0: 60 FPS is the real requirement before we get too excited about ray tracing and all that kind of nonsense. Just give us and 60 I, FPS, please. And
1: I do think, if we're keeping our spinfoil hats on, um, I do think the announcement will probably be towards the PS5 upgrade. Yeah, um, I, that's what I imagine it will be. Potentially with the announcement of Xbox... Slash PC
0: it'll be uh, interesting company. if it comes to Xbox though.
1: Well, so considering that the back catalogue of Final Fantasy mm. games are going to Game Pass and Kingdom Hearts uh 3 was released on it. Okay. Um, on Game Pass. No, um Aww. No, but it launched on the Xbox One on Launch Day, which typically has been a PlayStation Nintendo mm. exclusive. Um so maybe this would be a case that it's a one year like we're coming up to the year anniversary.
0: April, right? April tenth?
1: April something. I March is in my head, but that's because that's the original date. Yeah. But it would make sense for a February announcement to say that there would be a year kind of edition one where we get the PS five upgrade to sixty FPS.
0: I, I think Oh, I was right by the way. April tenth on the money. I'm done. Um, Yeah. I I, I think it's... There is going to be some sort of announcement and it's probably the PS5 version.
1: But what I really want is the release date of Part 2 and I want it to be this year.
0: Um, That isn't going to (laughs) happen.
1: No. It's really not. But I could see how it could be the later half of the year given that part one was developing all the systems. Mm-hmm. And they've got a lot of those assets. So they, they have two, a lot of
0: the assets, yeah.
1: So part two is really about the curation of the, the new story content, the new environments, um, all the pathfinding around that and so on, um, which is a huge job. But developing the systems is, you know, the make it or break it, really.
0: I don't think it will be this year. The announcement might be this year but i think we'll be lucky to see it by the end of 2022 i think it could
1: be april 23
0: yeah that's where i would in q1 q2 of a of 23 is where i would think part two will come out i want to be wrong i want to be wrong i want to be wrong as well but
1: i, I don't think so i really uh, don't if we get any news on FF16, anything, please...
0: A- anything, a year, yeah. just give us a year.
1: <laughs> yeah, even, if they said twenty-two, I'd be like, Grant, I know. Yeah. And you know what if they did what they did with fifteen, where they released two demos, um, in like the years previous? Like, uh, I was only going through my game library. The Final Fantasy Fifteen episode the sky, which came out like three years before the game actually launched or something. So, if you want to give us a demo or something, that'd be great.
0: Mm-hmm please something to play i need something to play anything yeah anything yeah
1: so i think that's has been foil hat time so we can take that back off
0: no mine's always on mine's always on
1: um so yeah i think this uh, i don't know if anyone's listening or if we're gonna put that out there but for me you know, <laughs> this, this, has been, <laughs> been, this has been great it's yeah it's nice. been nice
0: just chatting about stuff
1: because we usually mm. just rage, and then there's always anger. You know, you don't actually get to talk to someone properly. Anger. Mm. Um, so it's nice to just sit there and talk. And um, yeah, because normally we only talk on WhatsApp. We don't actually ever have a face to face talk. And
0: no, no not, not, not anymore. Anyway, we ha- we no, had a few, but came. then you went to the kingdom. That end of the country.
1: Yeah, down yeah
0: the kingdom. It's been good. Some yeah, interesting, definitely some interesting games, and maybe in if we continue this on, which I'd like to, whether we release it or not there's another thing. I I've no problem with releasing it. Think we could narrow the scope of what we're talking about to yeah. really zone in on particular things. Um, we could go with. A lot of older games that we played back in the day. I'd be I'd be happy to sit down and play through a, a triangular graphics game if I had to, to speak about it. Yeah, I'd have to yeah. buy that one. I wasn't interested back in the day, but I'll root out I'll root out the old N64 and buy me some Pokemon Stadium.
1: Look what I got oh, for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's not even the proper one. It's oh, the-
0: I have a proper one. I have um it's oh, gone black.
1: No, You can't see that but I I googled it to see like what games are involved or what games are loaded on there's 621 do you know what came up in the first google search results a consumer warning against how it's a bad uh, electronic device and prone to electrocuting you because in here are the wires and they're exposed directly to the mains at the back (laughs) have you been electrocuted
0: yet I haven't turned it on yet No, I got my brother uh, an N64 for Christmas a few years ago from The Rage in town. I went and bought him an N64. Oh, yeah. I bought it with GoldenEye and something else. It was an Altered Beast and something else. as well. Oh, Streets of Rage. That's what it was. Oh, sorry. Their Mega Drive game. I'm getting confused. Because the previous year I bought him a Mega Drive (laughs) with Altered Beast and Streets of Rage. But I bought him an N64 and it's sitting in my dad's living room because he never plays it, so I might commandeer that someday.
1: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, look, if, um, I think, as you said, I think we probably will release this, even mm-hmm. if only one person listens to it, that's fine. This is more guitar- My mom. <laughs> my mom won't even listen to this. Um, uh,
0: my, my, mine will. Hi, ma'am.
1: <laughs> Hi, <Kez>, ma'am. <laughs> uh, but, um... Yeah, I think um, if people want to find us, we're currently at Livewire Gaming Gaming Pod
0: on Twitter. Livewire Game Pod. At, at Livewire
1: Game Pod at Twitter. Yeah. Um, we will be posting a tweet if this goes live. We currently have a soon trademark. <laughs> a
0: soon trademark. Um, I will yeah. if it goes live. It'll, I'll probably put it on YouTube. I'll put the link to that YouTube wherever we decide to post it on the twitter yep. we'll probably put it on spotify and apple podcast whatever it's called i don't know what the process but we figure it out um but yeah i think it's kind of come to a natural kind of end yeah <laughs> and, and now like, i get but, to try to um, fix cyberpunk for you
1: oh yeah jeez. yeah yeah but look if anyone is listening thanks very much uh we both really do appreciate it i'm yeah. kev I appreciate your face this was really good and I really enjoyed it
0: I'll put on makeup for you next week
1: you got that beautiful spotlight yeah,
0: you know, yeah I, that's I can't great
1: believe, I can't believe you purposely went out and bought that just for this,
0: this so- <laughs> I wish that's what it was for I bought it for <laughs> Louise for her Christmas present and then I've stolen <laughs> she stole my PS5 I stole her spotlight
1: yeah only one of you came out well with that trade mm,
0: that, that's very <laughs> true, yeah. and it wasn't me
1: no I really did enjoy this and I hope you did too.
0: Yeah, I really did and um, I will end this here Um, and until next time,